We're thankful today to be joined by United States Congressman Mike Bost. Mike, thanks for the time. Well, Will, thanks for having me on, as always, and I sure appreciate it, and a lot of things going on. Well, the first thing I want to ask, were you in Washington, D.C. during the Washington Nationals uh, evacuation issue? No, actually, I was in district, but just so you know, uh, my phone is wired that, um, as is all the employees and our members in D.C., to the state or to the uh, uh, Capitol Police. And so I started having my phone blow up, evacuate, and they got the whole list of the buildings immediately, immediately, airspace violated, airspace violated. And then it was uh, still under investigation, keep evacuating, keep evacuating. So I guess somebody's probably in trouble from the aviation side that gets those notifications, but they didn't relay the information. And it is a, when, when somebody violates that airspace, it becomes pretty radical place around there. So the staff was all there, but uh, I was in district and, and getting all the reports on it. And then finally, I didn't know until I heard on the news what it actually was. They don't. They say it's it's all clear, but they don't tell you exactly what it was clear of. Well, certainly an interesting situation that once again shows the heightened security in and around the yeah, Capitol. Yeah, I building. mean, it, it's just, you know, people are, uh, it, it is a place where, Things like this happen. Well, if you'll remember, several years ago, there was the guy with a helicopter with a helicopter that had a problem with the post office, and he came in with the uh, little one one man helicopter and flew right down the mall. And which is surprisingly enough, he landed it, but he didn't get shot. And I'm surprised he didn't get shot. Well, we are thankful for the people that provide security around the Capitol. We know they have a difficult job and they have to protect one of the most sacred places in the country so we hope that that uh, continues to just be false alarms now i also saw recently something you maybe never thought would happen is that you've been sanctioned by the russians i have um i i called my wife and i'm sure she was upset about that because, you know, I, 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 I think maybe I should just wear it as a badge of courage. Because what does that mean? And I, that, that's important to let you know. You know, I, I, I say it tongue-in-cheek, and you, you can hear that in that. But, you know, when Russia is sanctioned, 385 members of Congress. I don't know why the rest of them, the 535, I don't know how you got off the list, but I was on the list. Uh, it means that any stock or anything like that or any business that, ha that I have with Russia... It is cut off. Well, that means that I'm losing absolutely nothing. And then I can't travel to Russia. Well, until Putin's out of power, I'm not sure I want to. It's a part of the back and forth, of course, between uh, this country and Russia over the Ukraine conflict. And, of course, it's continuing to reverberate around the world. What is the latest that you're hearing? What's your response to the Biden administration announcing today that another $800 billion in military aid? Yeah, the problem. The only problem is, is we gave them approval to do that several weeks ago. Why in the world it wasn't done um, instantaneously when we passed the level that we did to go ahead and approve them to get it there? But the real issue has to be: hey, look, we're going to. I think we're trying to do everything we can, but we should have done. Had we built this stuff up in the first place when we saw that he was building his troops up and let Ukraine have this support and and did it. You know, it's always easy to be a, you know, a Monday morning quarterback. But the thing is, an ounce of prevention, you know, was probably the way this should have been done. We should have had them, 
the military forces built up for them and their supplies built up for them while they were forming across the line and maybe it would have deterred them from doing what they've done. And, and with the atrocities that they're doing, Putin needs to be charged with war crimes and we need to start that process. This is the worst acts that have been done since Hitler. And um, we've, we've got to be wise on how we support, but I, I, you know, I'm in support of any help that we're sending that way right now. We have to, to watch. The, and believe me, it would be a whole lot bigger support than this if it wasn't for the fact that they have nuclear capabilities. That's what that's where it falls. Well, and of course, we see that Russia just recently fired a missile as a test launch of sorts. Yeah. And all of these things are just seemingly posturing between Russia and the rest of the West. Do, do any of the military advisors give you any, like, what is the end game here? Let me tell you that there is things being done, and there is more going on that even I don't know because I'm on a, not on a committee of jurisdiction that has a the clearance of needing to know at this time. Let me tell you that these missiles that Russia and China have right now are a definite threat to we, the United States, for the sheer speed of them. People who know me know that I was uh, a radar repairman in the Marine Corps. Whenever I did the calculations on the speed of these hypersonic missiles that they are capable of delivering warheads, you do understand that they are not able to be picked up by radar because they move too fast to be picked up by radar as anything more than a ghost trail. And that's, you get ghost trails all the time, but that's not, that's what you would pick up and you couldn't intercept. I still don't believe that there is a mood of the American people to put U.S. armed forces I agree with you. In, I agree with you. in that country. But, you know, is there any talk about that from any portion of the, uh, of the Congress? There is, there is not a talk of ground forces, but maybe other things that can be done. Now, that all changes if there is a misfire, a crossing of a border, uh, hitting a NATO country because we're bound by obligation to do that in treaties. We do have and have had some troops moved into being in a quick response location if that would happen. The question is, though, does this administration look well? I, I wish this wasn't the case, but. The reality is, is that when you have a strong administration, a strong president who keeps someone like Putin either afraid or questioning, that's the reaction that someone like Putin would have was they will react to fear. And unfortunately, we don't have that love in with this president. And I don't know how you do that after the fact, but right now we have troops that are some that are in position, not in that country, definitely in Poland, watching and uh, seeing to make sure they don't step over the line. Now, let me tell you the one positive thing, and there's nothing positive that comes out of any country attacking another country. But the one thing that we discovered is we always saw Putin and Russian military as a big threat. Let me tell you that what they've proved is is that the military themselves are not as big a threat as we thought, but the nuclear power is. So the, the ground forces, they've proved they're not, they're not as tough as what they had been painted to be. As I said earlier, if it wasn't for the nuclear weapons, we would, we would have stopped this a long time ago. 
Well, you talked about borders a moment ago in uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, we want to talk about for just a moment borders between us and Mexico. We know that there's a continual flood of migrants across. I just read about uh, 20,000 uh, fentanyl pills uh, being busted in central Illinois, I think. Yep, and, and, then, and another larger amount than that in Michigan. And, of course, we know a lot of that is, is coming from uh, across our southern border. Um, should this November the Republicans take control of, of Congress, is there anything that can be done to help stem the yeah. tide of what's poor policy under the current that, administration? That, that depends on what the number is. If we're in the supermajority in the House and the Senate, then yes. If we're not, my hope is, is that we'll move enough pieces of legislation that will send a clear message to the president that he will be forced by public opinion to change his ways. But understand what's coming up here shortly, and that's the dropping of Title 42, which is a public health order. All of the border people who know and understand that know that's the only catch that's slowing the process down even a little bit. And now, when I say slow down, think about this. There were 221,000 illegals caught crossing the border last month alone. Last month, there were, in that group, there were 23 that were caught that were known terrorists. Now, that's not counting the gotaways, so we don't know how many of those gotaways and known terrorists got away. But we have to change our policy, and we need to change it as fast as, as fast as we can. We need to go back and build the wall and continue the process. Now, understand this. I understand why, why Texas is doing what they're doing, and that's busing these, several busloads of these illegals to Washington, D.C., to try to explain to the people there how bad this is. But let me tell you, on Title 42, we've even got Democrats starting to come on board. Now, their Democrats are in vulnerable areas or also Democrats that might represent something near the border states, and they realize how bad this has gotten, and their people are screaming at them. So we'll see. 18,000 border crossings a day is what we're expected to increase by the loss of Title 42. This is just... Insanity. Yes, that's certainly one way to describe it, and I don't think it's too far from accurate. Um, United States Congressman Mike Bost with us. Of course, you are uh, running for re-election this fall, correct? I and I know you've been asked this question a, a hundred times over the last 20 years, but flatly speaking, why should people elect you again? One thing is, is that the experience that I have uh, now in D.C., People know me. They know that I fight for our Southern Illinois values. Seniority is vitally important to help not only get and be able to move legislation, but also help to try to recoup dollars to be distributed and, and road construction and every other type of uh, involvement that the federal government's involved with. And you add to that that if, if we take the majority, odds are I will become the chairman of the VA committee. It's been a long time since we've had a member of Congress that's chairman of a, of a major committee. The, the subcommittees, yes, we've had several of those, but this would be chairman of the VA committee. I'm not going to do this forever. We have term limits and, and uh, on, on committee chairmen on the House Republicans. We do that to ourselves. So there's four years that I can serve as the chairman. Uh, I'd like, I would like to do that for our veterans. And, you know, we have established ourselves as a 
myself as a person who votes for the ideas and principles of, of Southern Illinois. And it is also a case where uh, I've developed a staff that is really does well to handle constituent service. Congressman Mike Bost with us today. As always, we appreciate your time and we hope you have a great day. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for the friendship. Appreciate it.